Today, France and Italy fall out. The Wagner Group threatens to pull out of Bakhmut, and Ed Sheeran wins in copyright court. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Friday, the 5th of May, 2023. A public spat between Italy and France is heating up, with Italy's Foreign Minister Antonio Tagini scrapping a trip to Paris this week in reaction to insulting comments about Prime Minister Giorgia Maloney. Earlier on Thursday, France's Interior Minister Gérald Darmanin told RMC Radio that the Italian Prime Minister was unable to solve the migration problems on which she was elected. He went on to compare her to French politician Marine Le Pen and said the far right has a vice of lying to the population. The story broke as Italian Foreign Minister Tagini was preparing to fly to Paris to meet with his French counterpart. Tagini promptly cancelled the visit and tweeted that he would not go to Paris, adding that Darmanin's insults against Italy were unacceptable and that this is not the spirit with which common European challenges should be faced. The French Foreign Ministry, possibly a little frustrated with the Interior Ministry, put out a statement saying the Franco-Italian relationship is based on mutual respect and emphasised the French government's wishes to work with Italy to face the common challenge of increased migration flows. French Foreign Minister Catherine Colonna said that she had spoken to Tagini over the phone and reiterated this mutual respect and that she hoped to welcome him to Paris soon. But this wasn't enough to smooth things over. On Friday, Tagini told an Italian newspaper that the statement was not sufficient. Referring to Darmanin, he said a foreign minister cannot dare do what this gentleman has done. If someone offends in a gratuitous manner, the least they could do is apologise. In this case, he offended all Italians, as well as the government and the prime minister. It's not the first time the neighbouring countries have fallen out over migration. Last November, the French government called the Italian government irresponsible and inhumane after it refused to allow a private humanitarian rescue ship of more than 200 people to dock in Italy. France tightened its border with Italy and froze plans to take in 3,500 refugees that had been located in Italy. Italy has seen a surge in arrivals of people crossing the Mediterranean from North Africa since Georgia Maloney came to power in October last year. So far in 2023, more than 42,000 people have landed in Italy, compared to around 11,200 in that same period last year. Maloney and her Brothers of Italy party had campaigned on stopping these journeys. Tragically, at least 824 people have died trying to cross the central Mediterranean since the beginning of 2023, according to the Missing Migrants Project. The UN has called for countries to open up more regular migration channels and strengthen responsibility sharing. Okay, so that's the main story today, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of four other stories. In the latest news surrounding the rift between the Russian government and the head of the Wagner Group, Evgeny Prigozhin, it's been reported that Prigozhin has threatened to remove all of his troops from Bakhmut by Wednesday. This follows an ongoing row about ammunition. Bogosin has claimed that his troops are down to their last few days of bullets and that they need thousands more rounds of ammunition. In a video statement in which he's seen walking among the bodies of dead fighters, he addressed the defence minister and the chief of the general staff. Shogu, Gerasimov, where is the ammunition? They came here as volunteers and die for you to fatten yourselves in mahogany offices. 
He claimed that if these ammunition shortages were not tackled, then his mercenaries would be forced to either retreat or remain and subsequently die. One of the reasons that Prigozhin has agreed that his troops will remain in Bakhmut until Wednesday is to allow Russia to mark Tuesday's Victory Day celebrations. Bakhmut is one of the bloodiest fronts in the war, with it sometimes being referred to grimly as the meat grinder due to the relentless loss of life there. Serbia has been rocked by two mass shootings in two days, prompting President Aleksandr Vucic to pledge that we will disarm Serbia. The first shooting on Wednesday was carried out by a 13-year-old boy who killed eight fellow students and a security guard at a school in Belgrade. The boy's father and mother have been arrested, but since the child is under 14, he cannot be held criminally responsible. President Vucic said he would be placed in a psychiatric institution. Then, late on Thursday, just after Serbia had entered a period of national mourning, a huge manhunt was launched after a gunman killed eight people and wounded 14 in a town south of Belgrade. Police announced that the 21-year-old suspect had been caught and detained on Friday morning. Vucic said the suspect had been wearing a shirt with neo-Nazi symbols, but offered no further details. Authorities are now moving to boost gun control in a country where gun ownership is common. Before this week, the last mass shooting in Serbia was in 2013. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. This week, Ed Sheeran has been in court defending his song, Thinking Out Loud. The estate of Marvin Gaye filed a lawsuit claiming that Sheeran had violated the copyright of the 1973 gay classic, Let's Get It On. It was alleged that the 2014 song by Sheeran had striking similarities and overt common elements to Let's Get It On, which broke copyright. However, after three hours of deliberation, the jury decided that Sheeran had independently created Thinking Out Loud. Sheeran had claimed that if he lost the lawsuit, he would be done with making music. Sheeran hugged his lawyers as the result was read out and said that he was very happy not to have to retire from his day job. Sheeran argued that despite the similarities in chords, these chords are common building blocks which were used to create music long before Let's Get It On was written. He added that no one owns them, in the same way that no one owns the colour blue. This case comes after a similar case in 2022, when Sheeran was taken to court by Sammy Switch over Sheeran's song Shape of You. Sheeran also won this case. The results of the UK local elections have come through this morning, and the results aren't exactly great for the Conservatives. The last time these local elections were held were back in 2019, when Theresa May was the Prime Minister. She was historically unpopular, and the Conservatives lost a vast number of councillors and councils. So, this year, the Conservatives were already starting from a very low benchmark. As their benchmark was already low, it was expected that the Tories would only lose a few hundred councillors. At the time of writing, only 72 of 230 councils have been declared, and the Conservatives have lost 260 councillors. The Tories are, therefore, on track to lose a huge number. Unfortunately, we can't analyse too much more than this, as the full results aren't in yet. But fear not, we have a full video analysing the full results coming out tomorrow on TLDR News UK, so make sure you check that out. To end the main section today, we've got some uplifting news from the US where the Food and Drug Administration has approved the world's first RSV vaccine. RSV is a respiratory virus that usually causes cold-like symptoms for adults, but can be serious and even deadly for older people and those with underlying conditions. 
The vaccine, manufactured by GSK, now has FDA approval, but still needs approval from the Centre for Disease Control. Officials say it could be available for over 60s within months. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but the briefing isn't over. That's because I sat down with Rory to discuss whether the coronation is pointless in the extended ad-free edition of the daily briefing only on Nebula. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creator friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube. That's things like Real Life Law's incredible Modern Conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's Underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or Extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up and we'll see you on Nebula.